We are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5 and on this podcast with a guy who's just had three back-to-back number one songs. Yeah, and now there's a new craze that you need your hands on. Why bother trying to make it a sleepover? Because it never goes well. You are the exact kind of person that could wear white shoes. We're talking about this new study that clearly Atlantic Superstore already had in hand and made plans to gouge us with. Foreman has had an epiphany. What do you do when your boyfriend is blaming you for his lack of self-control? And we are in Grand Parade with the International Royal Tattoo Highland Dancers. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Melody and Foreman. I'm fascinated. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> On Hot Country 103.5. What's happened uh, up by 850% is the Google search, how to move to Canada from the U.S. I laugh because otherwise I would cry. Why? Well, you can figure out why. Here's a few of the, uh, we had a protest in Halifax on Saturday. Uh, Some of the protesters, some doctors, some nurses, some very important politicians on the uh, U.S. Supreme Court's decision on abortion, allowing states to ban it if they choose. Yes, it's leaving it up to the states to to make their own decision as to whether or not women have bodily autonomy. Yes. Even though it's happening south of the border, you know those things <laughs> have a way to creep up. The judgment coming out of the United States is an attack on women's freedom, and quite frankly, it's an attack on everyone's freedoms and rights. Despite the fact we are supposed to have uh, you know, a, a healthcare system that is equal and equitable for all, it's not. It took her nearly three weeks to get the abortion pill Mifugaimiso because initially there wasn't a practitioner near her willing to prescribe it. As an abortion care provider in Canada, I feel deep solidarity with colleagues south of the border and terror for their patients. Canada does have good abortion laws. You know, the, 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 the fact that abortion is treated as healthcare here Do not take that for granted. In Canada, we will always defend women's rights to choose and continue to work to expand uh, access to the full range of reproductive health and services uh, across the country. We have public funding for abortion care. We don't have public funding for contraception, and that's ridiculous. And if we have so-called feminist politicians saying they will stand up for us, we need that. It's a big ticket item, and we want it first. Yeah, that's one of our local nurses uh, saying, you know, what do we need to do now because of this? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot. It's really hard as a woman, and I, I'm going to cry talking about this. Uh, I'm just going to give you a disclaimer right now. This isn't our usual fun discourse that you and I have talking about farts and peeing in pools. Uh, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> which is super, super fun. Can't always talk about no, farts no, and pools. No, sometimes we have to talk about the most awful things, and... Uh, I just right now I know we're in Canada and I'm seeing people on Twitter saying things like, "Oh, why 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 are you making such a big deal about it? You're in Canada." I I grieve for women everywhere right now because there are women that are that are not directly affected by this. You know, we're not in the US. Uh, but there are women that are watching this and feeling attacked. Um because of of what this means for them and the things that they have been through. And, you know, you see people on Twitter acting like uh, terminating a pregnancy that people are women are just treating it like a like a car wash, like, oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to go do this, you know, like it's getting my nails done mm-hmm. or that the alternative alternative, the only other alternative is that that they're, you know, that they've been uh, sexually assaulted. But there are there are so many any situations in between that um, where where women, you know, possibly even wanted to have this baby, wanted to have this pregnancy. And we're we're in a situation where they had to make a very difficult choice and and they did not want to make that choice, but still had to make it for the love of their child or for their own life. And the fact that that now is taken away from them too, I just, I, I watch this and I, I grieve for women everywhere and I don't know what to say, but I'm so mad. That's all I can say. And I'm going to have a little cry off air right now and we'll come back to our usually scheduled program.
want to get to uh, a lot of the things you've been telling us about having the talk with your kids or with your parents, because one in five parents in a new survey say they have no plans at all to have the talk with their kids. Uh, Melody, what did uh, Courtney text us? That her mother's uh, talk was do it and die. (laughs) She said unless we were snuggling at 90 degrees, she'd burst into the room saying, upright position. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, well, 902-425-1035 is the number to text or call. Jake, how was your talk? Oh, my God. So growing up, I always had my best friend was my friend Taylor. We literally did everything together. We were like best friends, did went everywhere together. And when we got a little older, um, she always wanted me to come over for a sleepover and spend like the weekend. Well, unbeknownst to my parents, I like I'm gay. Oh. My mother went like into like the most defensive mode because she's like, oh, we need to have the talk. Oh, oh, yeah, you can't sleep over at a girl's house because. Things will happen. Oh, dear. Mom, no, they won't. So, mom went into, like, full-on defense mode and was like, we need to have the talk, we need to, like, go into all this. And I was like, no, I'm going to run away now. (laughs) Oh, no. So you just avoided it. Oh, I avoided at all costs. Like, I would go for walks down the road. Like, nope. Sarah, do you have a do you have a talk story? I remember it was awful when I was a kid and my father gave me the talk. <gasps> and so father. I like totally blocked that out of my memory for sure. But with my daughter, she brought home a thing I feel like in grade four. And I was like, what is this? And she kind of told me what she knew. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah, I, I, I concur. So that, that starts in grade four, does it? Uh-oh. Grade, grade four, yes. The grade my daughter Harley will be going into this fall. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope mom's well-equipped, mom. <laughs> I mean, it was like, and she was mortified, and I was mortified, and I was like, this is embarrassing, but we got to do it, so. That's a lot easier than, I don't, I can't imagine being a daughter and having your father give you the no. talk, Sarah. Oh. Not okay. <laughs> no, not okay. I'm still scarred. No, my dad had a hard enough time even making eye contact with me when he found out that I was <laughs> doing it. So right, yes, <laughs> I might too. Hi, Lydia. The talk that you had with your daughter when she was ten. <laughs> what did you let her watch? It's called the Baby Show. It's not on anymore. It's just basically it shows women giving birth. Is it the one that was on TLC? They- yeah, baby story, baby story. That was a very graphic show. I know. Well, I like that. I like showing them just like a very graphic. Oh no! Terrifying. You like? I like that. I I think that's the way to go. It's very real. <laughs> Here's your body <laughs> ripping open. Just tell her what happens every time you jump on a trampoline. Now that'll oh, scare no. her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. Great. All right. Good talk. Yeah, we better go. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Hi, Courtney. Hi. So you texted your mom that you uh, had let us know about how the sex talk went? Yeah, actually, I was dropping off my daughter, and I'm like, hey, mom, you remember when we had the sex talk? And I told her about texting it, and she was just mortified. She's like, oh, my gosh. Why uh, Why on earth would she be mortified? What was the sex talk again? <laughs> uh, do it and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have very many boyfriends because they knew our sex talk was do it and die. So, Oh, they knew it? Oh, oh yeah. We had a reputation in our household. Oh, no. Out of curiosity, <laughs> and I mean, this is maybe too much information, but but did did it scare you enough to just not go there? No. <laughs> you can still do things at 90 degrees. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you can have a lot of fun at 90 degrees. Okay. Okay. I'm Sorry. <laughs> Uh, daily performances at the Royal Nova Scotia International Tattoo start tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow, and they run until July 2nd. And that's why I learned to march and you learned to dance. It's Melody and Foreman. We are in Grand Parade. 
with the International Royal Tattoo Highland Dancers. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> you guys have been uh, rehearsing for how many hours a day right now? Um, about 12 to 14. So just your basic day. Uh, <laughs> and what are your names? Um, Abby. I'm Simone. Heather. Heather. Sarah. I'm Hillary. And where are you from? Here in Nova Scotia. Also here in Nova Scotia. Scotland. Vancouver, British Columbia. Arizona, United States. Nova Scotia. So how did you all come together to form the international dance troupe for this? Um, well, we auditioned online and sent in our videos, and then we got selected to be on the team. Uh, I'm going to consider this my audition. So you're going to teach me a little ditty. Is that what we call it? Sure. What should I have called it? You're going to teach me a little... A dance step. A dance step. Of course. <laughs> we'll teach you some sheddings. So you're going to start in first position with your heels together. Okay. My hands are on the hips. Feet are together. Okay. And you'll start by pointing one foot out to second position. Yep. And the opposite arm goes up in second position. And then you'll take your foot to third rear aerial position. Behind, her? Okay, behind your leg. <laughs> All right. One shedding. Okay. One shedding. How many sheddings do you do in a show? A lot. <laughs> Mostly shedding. Do you usually do you hop when you shed? Yeah. Is that the next part you're teaching me? Yeah. Okay. Dancing. No pointing. Very little shedding. Way too much hopping is happening. <laughs> okay. I had a lot more hopping than you guys had. One hop per movement. Yeah. One hop per movement. Not six. <laughs> Let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> now, Foreman, you're going to get a lesson here, too. So my name's uh, Captain Gordon Tate. I'm here with uh, 14 wing pipes and drums. Okay, you don't sound like you're from here. No, I'm originally from Scotland. But Old Scotland. I, uh, yeah, I call it Scotia Prime. <laughs> uh, so with, here with a tattoo, uh, obviously, that's why we're all here. Um, and we are, uh, I'm with the pipes and drums, so I'm a piper. A very new, it's kind of COVID project for me, getting started on it. Uh, and it's been lots of fun, and they let me squeeze the bagpipes for a, for a month in, in Halifax. It's loads of fun. Did you practice a lot at home? Uh, yeah, quite a lot, quite a lot. Um, Do you live alone? Or? No, no. So it's a very antisocial uh, instrument. Um, very good for social distancing because it's extraordinarily loud and it's a great big mask. Yeah. Uh, but the advantage of the pipes is that uh, I live in a small town, Berwick, Nova Scotia. I uh, shout out to the Annapolis Valley. And uh, the locals are very keen for me to play bagpipes and clap and all sorts of things, even when I make lots of mistakes. So, oh, uh, okay. So every possible ceremony in town, you got to play at. Oh, absolutely. We had uh, some uh, an event for ALS, like a, a walk for it, and I was practicing in my backyard, and the locals just grabbed me and said, "You're our piper. You got to walk." Just every every time you want to go for a walk, it turns into a parade. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so with that, if you you don't get away with doing nothing. Uh, we could, we're not going to teach you bagpipes because that's like too too much and too noisy and everything else. You have to set them up. But I can teach you how to do a tiny, tiny bit of drill because there is a requirement to do that. So um, with similar choreography, it's going to be vastly easier. Perfect. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to teach you how to stand in the position of attention. Okay. I just, out of my pocket. I just showed, showed, it to you, showed it to you briefly. This is the position. Can you just do that without any support? Incorrect. So what you're doing there is you're cow kicking, so your leg is coming up like this. Right so instead of doing that, what we want to do? No, you're wrong. What we want to do is we're going to lift it up and have the, the thigh parallel to the ground and then bend and drive into the heel. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of wonkiness going on here. You know, the, my shoes are a little too white that maybe it's too noticeable how poorly I'm standing. About as good as my dancing was. So. With bagpipes. And then you're, you're hired. <laughs> No what you play on them. No, no, yeah. well, it does matter a little bit. <laughs> I, I, these people would know better than I. These people would know better than I that it's important that the music is right. Yes. And they're very insistent on tempos because we want to play slow because we want to get all the detail in. But slow is bad for you, right? Because yeah. the slower it is, the higher they have to jump. Because if the beat is bang, bang, they have to be in the air between those beats. So they want us to play lightning fast. But what if everyone playing the music wanted to all get in this together and make everyone jump really high and slow everything yeah. down? Well, that's why that's why it's organized. Slip them a little 2010, just, you know, depending yeah. on how you're feeling. Yeah. Okay, so we can get tickets at nstattoo.ca. It opens this Saturday. Do I say break a leg? No. You would say break a leg and just hope that we don't. Okay. <laughs> you listen to Melody Informant. Hot Country 1035! <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough.
we're talking about this new study that clearly Atlantic Superstore already had in hand and made plans to gouge us with. <laughs> yes. That shows that people, if you're shopping while you're drinking coffee, you're more energetic and more impulsive. And not only will you spend more than everybody else, you will make more impulse buys on non-essential items. Interesting you say that because now certain chains have coffee shops right in the front door. Starbucks is inside many a superstore. But while presenting this yesterday, I kind of said it like this. Do you ever go, like, if you're at the mall or something and you're just browsing, wouldn't, wouldn't it be so much better if you just had a nice coffee with you? Something fancy from Starbucks oh, or whatever. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes, I frequent Starbucks. Sorry. With my pooch all the time. Oh boy. <laughs> Get a little puppuccino. Yep. <laughs> it's especially embarrassing because that little slip of the tongue came courtesy of my least favorite children's book that our kids love. Uh oh. What's that? Are you going to... Cookie Meets Peanut by Bethany Frankel. You know, from the Real Housewives of New York. Oh! Wow, she's all over everything. Published in 2014 and gifted to us by my wife Ashley's former co-worker. (laughs) Thanks. Written by an adult. Keep in mind this is an adult who wrote this story. Yes. Cookie is mommy's furry baby. Mommy loves how Cookie's nose looks like a little piece of black licorice. Every day, Cookie and Mommy go on walksies. Oh, God. Mommy gets a coffee at Starbucks while Cookie sneaks a bite of bagel. They window shop at Bark Jacobs. Oh, boy. Cookie runs into the store and comes out with a shoe. Cookie, that's cute, Mommy says. Meanwhile, they come chase after her. That's $900! <laughs> just everything about this. Just shut up. Just oh, isn't she the same one that made those skinny margaritas? Yes, and okay. oh, you see billboards of that in the background of this book made for children. I think you just need to be drinking more skinny margaritas while reading that, and you might enjoy yourself a lot more. <laughs> What do you do when your boyfriend is blaming you for his lack of self-control? Oh, you contact Dear Geneva. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Geneva, of course, is Geneva Dickey, our dating expert, who's here every Wednesday from jmatchmaking.com, but more recently, more importantly, the Book of Love Canada. Yes, and here is the listener question, Geneva. Dear Geneva, my BF and I have been together for five years and lived together for two. For the last year or so, he's gotten really into fitness and is very particular about his diet. We eat a lot of the same stuff, but I like to treat myself with some sweets now and again. Recently, I've noticed he's been eating some of my sweets, which I don't mind, but he got mad at me and told me not to bring junk food into our house because it's too tempting. I told him it's my house too and it's on him to not eat my sweets if that's what he wants. Am I wrong? It sounds like a him problem, not a you problem. What would your opinion be if he was trying not to drink? Because to me, they are completely synonymous. That's a really good point, Melody. To me, and you know, not not to get too heavy here, but to me... Oh, yeah, we're, right. <laughs> now we're going to... Well, no, I mean, I have... I have alcoholism, but continue. Yes. yes. In my history, in radio in Halifax I have been very forthcoming about my addiction with food and so when I've tried to explain that to people before it's like you know it isn't just oh just don't have it you know it's like you you cannot control yourself and you can get into this situation there where it's like okay well I have this tiny window, I have it, I feel guilty, I need to hide that I've had it now, I need to replace yeah. them. And you be, you just, you create these patterns. And to me, it, it is no different than any other addiction. Mm-hmm. And so while it may be very harmless at the outset for him, it could lead to something. If he's saying, look, I'm struggling with this, please don't have it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Candy yeah. has uh, sent us a message that says, Honest, honestly, if my husband brought junk into the house, instead of supporting me, I would be upset. But yes, the onus is on him to control himself, but sometimes the temptation is too great. So well, let's she, talk about the it. opposite of how it can maybe create an eating disorder for the person that likes sweets. So if they're not allowed to bring it into the house, they start eating those sweets in their car by themselves sneakily, which is creating another eating disorder too. Ah, I, he might be making her have the disorder. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. That's, that's, that's serious. It's true no, though. I do see what you're saying because any sort of secret eating isn't, isn't healthy. I would say that she doesn't have any shame associated with it. For her, it's just like, I like these treats and I want to have these treats. But she might now. Now this is creating shame from him because no, of his situation. On that. I, I know he is. Look at that that smile that he has. Like, it's not the Cheshire no. cat. Like, ooh, I've caught you. <laughs> this something. is not an accurate portrayal of, I understand that this can be very serious for both sides in this situation. But that is a that is an equally tough road for her to go down that he might be forcing her down, not intentionally, but if she wants to have it and she, he, he now we're pressuring her to hide it, then that's where this is going. Who's this? I listen to you every day and you guys are awesome. Oh wow, oh, that's a great start. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll end the call there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Where where what should this uh, this girlfriend do? You know, I think uh, Melody's analogy is a little bit off. I have, um, I can't have dairy, I can't have milk, I can't have cheese. And I go in the fridge every day and there is milk and there is cheese and there's all sorts of goodies in there that I can't have. But I don't say, don't bring this home because I can't have it. I mean, you know the consequences right away if you have a glass of milk, <laughs> and they're not fun, but... Uh, okay, well, I guess where do we figure that we... What should she be doing here? Communication. Communication. Yeah. And do you, uh, just just to put this little bow on it, do you feel like if a partner communicates to another partner that they need help with something, that that partner should help them? Yeah, they should hold space for them. So that's the thing, too, is that we can't brush off somebody's um, needs or desires. And so if they communicate that they're having a hard time with this as their partner, we really, truly do have to sit down and discuss what the right compromise is in order to live harmoniously. We can't just brush it off. There you go. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) When you have a bunch of nine-year-olds coming over for a sleepover, why bother trying to make it a sleepover? Can they not have just as much fun? And I want them to have so much fun, and I know they will. And it's going to be great. Uh, my daughter Harley is nine and having a bunch of other nine-year-olds over this weekend for a bit of a end-of-the-school party, movie, pizza, sleepover. But I just think that we should just be prepared and not include the sleepover part because it never goes well. So why not just call it and say, yeah, they can come over for all the fun, but then come pick them up at 10. Because you have <laughs> to have the sleepover. It's like a rite of passage. Eventually they'll do it. I should have I should have had it ready. It's like Christmas vacation with the doorbell and the family shows <laughs> oh, up. Doom, doom. Do you have to at 902-425-1035? What do you think? Oh, you're definitely going to have to sleep over. There'll be no no sleeping at all, but you definitely have to have it. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm already prepared for the, I know there wouldn't be sleeping, but I'm prepared for the, can I go home? I want to go home. Can you call my mom? Oh, that's all part of the, part of the being kids, sorry. Uh, that's all part of the experience, honey. That's the exact thing. If you as a parent didn't do things because you knew your kid was going to ruin it, then you wouldn't do anything. Exactly. That's their job is to make every family outing, every fun activity, every birthday, every whatever, just a little bit harder for you. And in the uh, odd event that everyone does stay, it's something they're going to remember. They they enjoy it. My daughter's 11 years old. She still does sleepovers and nobody sleeps. <laughs> I remember my nine-year-old sleepover party. We watched Little Mermaid. Yeah. And um, then my 10-year-old one, we watched Basic Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I told him you wouldn't want to hide. I have nothing to hide. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, let's not go there again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for calling. All right, have a great day. Hey, you too. Hey, Jessica, what's up? Do you think that Foreman should have the sleepover? Uh, yes, I, my daughter has had sleepovers. See? Yes, my daughter is uh, right now 11, but when she was back in 9 and 10, 
we had sleepovers, and I blew up an air mattress in her room. Uh, mm-hmm. It was cramped, but the little girl slept on the on the air mattress, and my daughter slept in the bed, and it was no problems. And sleep is a relative term. I mean, they're not going to go to sleep anytime soon, but eventually they will, and nine is the age when it starts being successful. Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because so it sure wasn't successful at eight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Last time Harley went over to a friend's house, uh, it ended probably about ten ten thirty after they had been pumped full of candy all afternoon, and then she threw up and demanded to go home. So. Well, that's the problem. Don't pump her full of candy. <laughs> exactly. That's that's your own fault. Ah, it wasn't wasn't at our house. <laughs> but it, to this weekend it is. So it probably was our fault because she's not allowed to eat that. So and then you know. She's not used to it. Oh, yeah, Gorgio, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, everything worked out well, so. Uh-huh. And then they had pancakes the next day, so. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, Courtney? So, that's why I have a, I have a birthday party at a hotel. Uh, There's a pool. They get all their energy out, and they eat candy, get up, swim some more, and then parents come get them after breakfast. Did everyone, so you just, you just had this party. And did everyone make it through the night without demanding to go home? <laughs> Absolutely. Because okay. they, they, they had to go swimming the next morning. Yes. Yeah, there was a strong incentive to stay. What's your incentive to stay, Foreman? Uh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> and my husband encourages it because then he doesn't have to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it's not like this is the worst thing to ever happen to me. Oh, poor me. <laughs> I'm just looking out for them. That's what this is really about. For all the other parents. Yeah, so looking yeah. out for the kids so they're comfortable, for their parents so they're they're prepared. You know, I'm just on everyone else's side. Ah, yes. I'm so selfless in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Courtney. You're welcome. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? It's Andrew. Andrew! Andrew! <laughs> it's a call from Andy. But he calls himself Andrew. So, run with it. Because uh, before you know it, you're going to blink, and they're not going to be around with their friends and whatnot, and then you're actually going to be missing it. Oh, you may not oh, go now, but you were. There. You had to turn it into that. Come on. Oh, no, geez. but, you know, paint the nails. Uh, do the, the campfire with the s'mores. Do the, the pillow and blanket forts. Get involved with them. You make it sound like I'm the most absentee father around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't mean it that way. I'm just... The birthday parties and that were never always my favorite thing, but however, like get involved and then you the time goes by, you don't notice it and it's over. Well, I bet you feel good about yourself now, Foreman. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> I'm glad I can help, folks. <laughs> We are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5 with a guy who's just had three back-to-back number one songs in All Night to Figure It Out, More Drinking Than Fishing, and now she don't know, Jade Eagleson. Are, are you there? There you are. Hey. hey. There we go. How did I get so lucky? You got me packing those stars above me. Not every day we have a... Platinum selling artist who has back to back to back number one songs. Three in a row, Jay. That's all my team. That's nothing to do with me. Oh, no, no, nothing That's, to do oh, with yeah. you. No, you weren't just on the on songs the song. you wrote and yeah. sang. Yeah, yeah, no. I got a buddy with the boomer, two strokes, sky blue, yeti, ready, ass conditions. I didn't know. Like, I, I was very nervous. I was like, that would be really cool to have three cons- consecutive number ones. But I was kind of like, Whatever happens, happens. But when it did happen, I was a lot more excited than I expected myself to be. I, I was like, Of course. Yeah, like just losing it. I, it was really awesome. Does no. your son know what a big deal you are? He's, what is he? He's a little over three now, right? No, he's he's a big fan of Blippy. Um, <laughs> I've never played. So much to learn about. It'll make you want to shout Blippy. For those of you that don't know, Blippy oh. is like the new, I guess like 20. 22's version of the Wiggles. He's good. He's he's a lot more handsome than me. He's got a way huge catalog. I think it's easy enough songwriting. I just have to think of like 
a random object and write a song yeah. about it. Like and then a, take a that pers- tune and use it for 10 more songs. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> hey now, looky here. I got a brand new skid steer. You're in Nashville. You have your son. You have your wife. What What's family life like for you? Down here, it seems a lot nicer because we just have a yard. It's always warm. The community is so nice. It's, it's almost like you're stepping like way back into the past because like our, our neighbors, the first like week we're there, all of our neighbors were bringing us like home baked goods and Aww. inviting us over for supper. I was like, this is like the age that like my grandparents talked about. You know what it probably is though, because I feel like a lot of the people, a lot of the people that are in Nashville are from smaller towns like you. I don't even know where Baileyboro, Ontario is. Like I, I'm from Ontario myself, but I know uh, that yeah, it's like I a, po- <laughs> it's like a population of like a thousand people. So all of these people come from the small towns where you would have done that. I think you, you're dead on the money. I think that's, I usually am. that's true. Melody knows her <laughs> Southern hospitality. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, it's got your name on it, if you want it. Every day I got left, every dollar in my pocket, that shotgun side of my iPhone 5.0. What's a Jade Eagleson show like, say, when you're at a festival, say, presented by Hot Country 103.5, Saturday, August 6th at Country Rocks the Hub in Truro, Nova Scotia? That one in particular is the wildest. I'm going to just say that on the record. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. We have a lot of fun. Like we, we try to dive into that 90s country feel and then also remember that there's you know, Gen Z's out there that we might want to play some newer stuff as well. Well, so, I don't know. For Gen Z right now, it seems like everything old is new again, right? Like the 90s are back true. in a big way. Now that you said that, I do realize that. I'm like hearing songs from like the 80s and, yep. and stuff again and I'm like, this, I thought this was cool. I've been trying to tell people it was cool for years. No one will listen to me. Yeah. We were just recently saying, like, we were listening to Carrie Underwood. We were listening to her recent album. Her too, whole album sounds very, very 80s and 90s. 80s, 90s. Yeah, Beyonce's new song. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, my God. Dance Mix 93. <laughs> this one. Oh, can you hear that? It's right? so 90s. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. It does, yeah. Also, not what you came to talk about. <laughs> no wanted to touch on the part about uh, your most recent number one song is that you had a contest on TikTok to show up at someone's wedding and sing it, and you did that. Now, a wedding surprise for a military couple, Mike and Chanel Smith, who met during the pandemic and finally got the chance to say their vows last week ended with, as I said, a surprise. So we found this one, and it really spoke out to me because, you know, um, her now husband is a military man and been in the Air Force for 20 years. Her being from Saskatchewan, it, it seemed like a, a really good fit for us. She don't know a brave from a buccaneer, a firestone from a good year. Last year, at this time, on this same week, I was talking to Jess Moskaluk, and she said that you were the person that she most wanted to collaborate that she hadn't worked with yet. Jade Eagleson is coming to mind. I really, really love his voice, and he's been doing some really cool stuff lately. That was a year ago. Has this happened? It it has. <gasps> I, I don't know. I don't know what I can say or can't say. You've about said enough. It. Just say it all. <laughs> yeah, I have. we have. We've collaborated. I'll leave it at that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, thank you so much for joining us, and maybe we'll get to see you in person in Truro when you're here, Saturday, August 6th. Country Rocks the Hub with Hot Country 103.5. Brilliant. Let's do it. Yeah, we're doing more drinking than fishing. Hey, it's Jade Eagleson, and you're listening to Melody Informant on Hot Country 103.5. And I'm not sure why, but have fun. Now, we wanted to get to this other story uh, involving bourbon and crabs from the U.S. and are absolutely fascinated by it and could really use some expert input from a fisherman or or somebody lobstering, maybe Dave lobstering in Tancook Island. Yeah, we have fisherman friends. Yes, but but first, I mean, the phone is is already ringing oh, here. So, okay. um, hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Jennifer. Actually, I... I don't know if I'm calling you for a contest or not. We're just out on a lobster boat right now. We heard uh, something come over the radio to call 425-1035. So I said, why the heck not give her a tryout in the middle of the ocean? 
<laughs> well, your phone works. <laughs> yeah, it does. So does 103.5 out here on the radio. So that's great. That, that's a good thing. Well, that's wow. great you're listening to us. Yeah. We are listening to you. We're out here before we land our pots here in uh, LFA 32 at the Eastern Shore. We're fishing out of East Tesla Harbor here out in the ocean. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Good to know. What are the conditions like today? Oh, my gosh. You can't get any sunnier than this. It's absolutely gorgeous out here. We're just down to T-shirts right now with our oil gear pants on. Are you, are, we, are you being facetious? Are you joking? We're under the lobster sky right now, I guess. Out of curiosity, um, and I'm sorry, we're not trying to waste your time here. I, we know you have some traps to check. But out yeah. of curiosity, have you ever considered making whiskey with the leftover crabs that you have? Um, uh, no. <laughs> Did you know that you can? No, we've never considered that. <laughs> well, now that you do know... Would it be a possible side hustle? Um, no, I don't think I'd do it as a side hustle. I, I don't think so. There's a there's a distillery using the all the crabs that you're using for bait, like the invasive species crabs that's coming in from Europe. Yeah. There's a distillery in New Hampshire taking those, making a bourbon that's been that has a base steeped with custom crab, corn, and spices. Well, I wish them the best of luck. Um, maybe, maybe if they start putting it in our bait, maybe that might help us get some more lobsters. <laughs> right, baiting, baiting lobsters with bourbon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, we're going to go continue to catch some lobsters while I listen to 103.5. Okay, well, thank, that sounds like a great idea, so thank you for doing that, Jen. And if you thought that the crab whiskey sounded like a great idea, this Be- New Hampshire <laughs> distillery also does beaver whiskey. And turkey-flavored whiskey. What are you talking about? I, they, they do this. It's not just crab whiskey. They, they have a thing about infusing things. With animals. With, <laughs> yes, and crustaceans. Because uh, the crab, like in these lobster traps, are the invasive species of crabs. Yeah. That's what they use. They boiled more than 90 pounds of the crabs into crab stock. Then they fortified it with grain spirits and distilled. They say it uh, tastes like a briny but better fireball. The the crab version. The one thing I've always thought when I have fireball is, man, I wish this tasted brinier. (laughs) (laughs) As for the beaver one, I don't don't even want to make a joke about that. You know who's sleeping well at night? Beyonce, she's back! Take off his Okay. This is the first day of summer of 1991, man. Yeah, Dance Mix 91. Put the cassette on. Wow. I would like to highlight that. So that's the, the beginning of her new song that's out today. I think her new album's out in a couple weeks, next yes. week. Uh, July 29th. I, d- I do actually like this. I would totally run to the, like, work out to this song. This will yeah. be playing on an Orange Theory playlist for sure. <laughs> Good point. It's her first album since 2016, I think. Yeah. Uh, but further into the song, we have this part. She's sleeping good at night. She's sleeping good at night. And she can talk about how she's back in her own song. Well, yeah. That's well, a power if, move. If Eminem can do it, exactly. Beyonce can do it. She definitely can. Also, I would sleep really well if I were worth $500 million. Is that all? As well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, so. <laughs> Beyonce is 40 years old. And it turns out she might be the only 40-year-old sleeping well at night. Because <laughs> that is when you will be getting the worst sleep of your life. Checks out. Checks out. It's only going to get worse oh for us, Melody. Gosh. It keeps getting worse. But then it gets better after that? Yeah, a little while after that. Uh, by the time you're 60, you can oh. start sleeping again. <laughs> Okay, I'm seeing a theme here, though. That means, you know, by the time, like, by the time I'm 60, my three-year-old theoretically should have moved out of the house. Well, yeah, because she'll be like 40. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> or 30 or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I I should be getting good sleep then since she is the reason I get terrible sleep. Yeah. Well, yes, because that's why when you're 40, you generally your your kids are at home, but maybe they're maybe they're teenagers by then, right? And then so that's a lot. You're really career focused at that point, so that's a lot. You're juggling a lot of things at the same time at oh. 40. And one of them ain't sleep. Oh, it just all just all makes sense. <laughs> it really does. So I we we kind of wonder like if you're getting a good sleep, we would like to hear from you. Oh, we would like to be you. We'd like to live through you. Please. 902-425-1035. Who's this? Foreman, this is Jacob. How are you? <laughs> Jacob, Jacob hi. Wow. Wow, aren't you ever chipper? You must have had a great sleep. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's time to sleep, but when I sleep, I'm like just like a log. Oh. I am out. And, uh, you know, the other night, a watermelon fell off the fridge and what? smashed on the sink and then fell down and exploded. And uh, my wife woke me up. She's like, didn't you hear that? How are you going to hear if someone breaks in if a watermelon falls down and explodes? You don't hear that. So, yeah. So. Wow. Seven hours, I'm good. Okay, and do you fall asleep right away? Like, do you does your head hit the pillow and you're out? Absolutely. Like, oh. I can see it in the seat and just be like talking, and the next second I'm passed out. God, mm. do you snore as well? <laughs> if I'm on, my wife says if I'm on my side, then uh, it's not bad. Yeah, same. Otherwise, you, we're just announcing to everyone I'm asleep. I'm having the best sleep ever, <laughs> and you're sitting there awake. Does your wife hate you a little? Because I do. Yeah. She even hates how I could just easily take a nap in the afternoon. Of course you can. Um, oh. Because uh, she can never have a nap. So if I a nap, she gets so angry with me. It's like she's trying to kick me to get on my side at night because I'm snoring so loud, you know? How old are you guys? Uh, just around 40, both of us. What? And you're you're having the best sleep oh at the time you're supposed to have your worst sleep. So it's only going to get better for you. <laughs> Yeah, and I would say she's probably having her worst week because she's in the exact position that you were talking about, just juggling all kinds of stuff and working hard and career-driven and everything like that. So, And she's got a, got a husband whose head's in the clouds. <laughs> La-dee-da. Every day is well, better than the last. Hard every day, so I told her, I said, you come work hard every day and you're going you're gonna to experience some good sleep. Ah, that's what we're missing, Foreman. Right. We're not working very hard. As you can tell by this lengthy conversation. Yeah. What else do you want to chat about? (laughs) We got nothing else to do. We have Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey from the Book of Love Canada, standing by uh, for another day. Sometimes we have her back on Thursdays, and she's here every Wednesday to handle your questions for her. And this week, it is... Even in 2022, I still feel like I'm supposed to wait for a man to ask me out. Do you agree? If not, why not? I don't feel like you need to but I understand that you feel like you're supposed to. Because well, I feel like I'm supposed to be the one asked doing the asking out first also. I don't think it's right. It's, it's not necessary. Anyone can ask anyone out anytime. Would you be put off if the female asked you out first? Oh, good grief, no. Please, that's all <laughs> I've ever wanted. You yeah. do all the heavy, you do all the moves first. Please. But you say that, but that's only from women that you're actually interested in. What if you get asked out by someone who you're not interested in? Well, I am wildly popular in that respect, Geneva, so it is a bit of a problem for Foreman in particular. No, it's never been a problem. I have no experience with that, so I don't know. Wow, you've never been asked out by a woman. Uh, usually they are my mother's age and they will just come and uh, give, live, leave a lot of lipstick on my <laughs> cheek anyway. So yes, exactly. Little baby face. Yeah. So, no, not in a real <laughs> sense, no. <laughs> I have historically asked most men out. Well, uh, shock me, shock I me, know, shock me. I know, neither of us are shocked. <laughs> I know, I know. My husband is my husband because I asked him out. I also told him I was going to kiss him. And the night that we slept together, I told him, we're going to sleep together tonight. Uh, <laughs> were your vet wedding, was his wedding vows fine? <laughs> <laughs> no, he had lovely wedding vows. But I also did pick out my engagement ring and show him what I wanted and explain to him how layaway worked and <laughs> anyway we're happily married as you know if you listen to the show uh, <laughs> but but it's actually been 
it's been a problem in my life because there have been people that I've go, I've put myself out there for and asked out and have been humiliated by it because I was ghosted or turned down or whatever. So, you know, I get it. I get that part of it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree. Like, see, here's the thing is that asking someone out is never going to ruin their day. Everybody that gets asked out, you have made their day. There was a time that there was a boy that I went to elementary school with. He was actually my grade five boyfriend. Uh, but anyway. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> we, we held hands. Actually, he was my first French kiss. Oh. But, uh, and it was awful. And you're like, <laughs> Disgusting. Listen, are you surprised? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I saw him years later when we were adults at a bar and and he was just as handsome as ever. And I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm only in yeah. town for like four months. You know, why not? I wrote yeah. him a letter and I put it in his parents' mailbox because oh. I assumed that he was living with his parents. Like that's that's where I knew. And I never heard back from him. And I still think of that and think how pathetic was I? That's not pathetic. That's not but that I feel pretty pathetic. No, you tried. <laughs> You did try. It's not pathetic. It's brave. It's very brave. And why not? What did it hurt? Other than you, apparently. My ego. Which it, it, but it shouldn't. <laughs> so what? And I, I'm actually talk about this different than other matchmakers. Because I'm like you, Melody. I have been shooting my shot all my life. And it's gotten me into uh, all my relationships, probably. Right? So I'm a shot shooter type of gal. So I do it a little bit differently than matchmakers. There's other matchmakers and dating coaches that will be like, no, never ask a man out. Don't make a move. But wow. I think the culture is different here in Scotia too. Mm-hmm. Oh, how so? Well, men are not approaching and talking to women in Nova Scotia as much as they would be in Toronto or down in the States. It's mm. not an approaching culture here. Mm, which is very funny. I want you because... to ask some friends, like when was the last time you were approached by a man like on the street or something like that? It never happens. Yeah. Unless it's yeah. like a cat call by a rando. Or it's just oh, some, yeah, exactly. Some... Or it's from somebody who's not from here. Yeah, or it's from someone who's very from here and he's just just wanting to chit chat about anything and everything <laughs> without ever crossing his mind that maybe we could go on a date and chat more. No, just no. a sweet man from Cape Breton exactly. who has lots of fun stories. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did you get approached by a man from Cape Breton? <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> Foreman has had an epiphany. <laughs> parking downtown, parking on the street, did several laps around the arena, in fact, to find the spot. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. Yeah, paid for parking. Uh, we had a grand old time and then decided to stay downtown for a little bit longer mm-hmm. and uh, have a couple beers, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was fine. And pay for those beers because I'm Mr. Friendliness and Mr. Generosity. Oh, I knew you did this, <laughs> that you were going to find a way to bring it up. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. Went back to the car with the bill and realized, why on earth did I even attempt to pay for parking? I don't have to, and neither do you. You still have to pay. You just afterwards have to prove that you bought something or supported a business. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not paying for parking. If I, if you know <laughs> you are going downtown for any reason between now and September 30th and parking on the street, and you know you're going somewhere to spend, oh, say, at least $35, that's why you're downtown, yeah. then do not pay for parking. Wait a minute, wait a minute, you wait know, a minute. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, Don't whoa. even try to pay. This you is not the facts. This is the epiphany. <laughs> Your epiphany is full of alternate facts. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I don't think that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Does it say that on the website? You can submit a, if you get a parking ticket, which you might if you're not paying for it. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, you submit your parking ticket and the receipt for the business you were there to visit where you spent at least $35 and I spent $39.10. Mm-hmm. So I qualify. You just submit it under parking at halifax.ca. You click pay a parking ticket and then ticket dispute. 
You look up your ticket number. You submit the receipt that shows you paid at least $35 to a local business within three hours of getting that ticket and within five days of that ticket being issued. And it's free. No payment required. I, too, have had an epiphany. Mm -hmm. Foreman's cheap. I pay for drinks. <laughs> Can you even figure out what Amy is talking about here when it comes to trying to get something at Costco? I've wanted one for the last few years, and I keep missing out. I live outside of the city, so I can't be there every day at opening. So when I get in, I always miss out. Tommy Bahama chairs. Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> that was a couple of months ago. We were talking about that craze and how the only way my wife Ashley was able to snag uh, a couple was someone was taking away a whole skid of them, and she just took two off the back as they were walking away with it. She got the dirty look from that other guy, but she still took them anyway. Doesn't matter. It's the only way to get your hands on them. Yeah, and now there's a new craze that you need your hands on? A new craze sweeping Dartmouth Crossing and Bears Lake, you can't get them at Costco, and they don't stock them online, so you have to find them in store. Uh, if you're part of the Costco Halifax Dartmouth uh, Facebook group, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Low Lay Crossbody Fanny Pack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. A fanny pack? Oh, sorry. A fanny pack from Low Lay at Costco. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here's my thing. I was born in 83. I was alive for the original height of fanny packs. Yes. And the fall of fanny packs. <laughs> yes. And I understand fanny pack functionality. Mm-hmm. But I just can't, I can't, because I saw their demise, because I saw what happened to them, because I was there for it, for the carnage of the fanny packs, I can't get on board again. Well, Costco can't keep these in stock. Wow. People are posting about, do you see any, see any of these bags within the hours? Can you buy one for me? Can you save one for me? I'll e-transfer you money for it. You can't find them anywhere. Okay, but people aren't using them for what we use them for, are like juicy uh, lip glosses, our lip smackers and stuff. That's what we used them for when we were kids. But Wanda May Boudreaux Squires on Facebook <laughs> says that she's using them for storing poo bags. For your, for your dog, not Ho for you. Hopefully. <laughs> well, she doesn't say. Okay. Well, she does say, but... <laughs> But and no we're judgment. using and we're using them to replace the very very similar looking Lululemon bags that are thirty eight bucks, but these Lole bags are only twelve ninety nine. Ah. So that's the real the biggest reason for the craze. Uh, we've heard from Kristen though says I'm a pre primary teacher and I use mine for work. Pens, Band-Aids, my phone, a granola bar for a playground snack. Next year I'll have a class list in there. That uh, makes sense to me. Yeah, there's uh, more people like great for walking the dog when you have no poppets for poop bags, treats, your phone. I, I get understand it. it. I get it. But yeah. when you're using it for fashion, I do not. Amy from our sister station has a Chanel. Oh, boy. <laughs> a Chanel fanny pack. That costs a little more than $12.99, I assume. Just a little. <laughs> and the cross because and wearing them cross body too is a statement saying I have a fanny pack everybody look at my fanny pack I know you don't have one because they're always out of stock this is my statement for the summer I feel like the statement that you're saying when you wear it across you is I have a fanny pack but I'm a little cooler than everybody else with a fanny pack way cooler yes <laughs> Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Have you been watching the newest season of Stranger Things? As a matter of fact... You've broken everything. Your suffering is almost at an end. <gasps> Yes, yes, and it is as gruesome and as horrific as it sounded there. So it was about a month ago where we first talked to Shelly, I guess, about this, uh, where she had no idea about anything Stranger Things. I just need to know, I don't know anything about 
Stranger Things. Like, I'm hearing season four is starting, and I'm like, what is this about? Oh, like, boy. Somebody fill me in. So we did... And we suggested if you start watching, call us back. And Shelly is back again this morning. How is it? Well, the very first night that we watched it, I think we watched two episodes. And I had horrible nightmares all night. Oh, no. Like, it was awful. Like it, but it wasn't like it was weird. Since then, I've been sleeping. But I did, again, Friday night. We watched, like, almost the whole third series. Um, <laughs> oh, my I, gosh. <laughs> I didn't sleep well at all. No, because <laughs> you were so still we watching have, more episodes. <laughs> we have, I think, two episodes left in season three. Oh, boy. Oh, and then and you then, get to when so, it's really scary. Yeah. Oh, so we've watched, like, three seasons in about, like, a week and a bit. Oh, my gosh. And that's not even, like, we can't even watch it every night. Like, when we watch it, like, we're binging it big time. <laughs> like, what else Shelley. do you do, though? What's, what's, you know, like, at, at a certain age, there's nothing else to do. So we may as well <laughs> oh just <my>. do that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, like, it's a crazy show. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, Melody, you you and Tom have been binging it as well. You've, you're all caught up from when we first talked to you, Shelly. Melody hadn't yep. even, I don't know, how were you even in season three yet? No, I'd watched season three, but we oh, okay. hadn't started season four. And, so you've done this whole season now. Yeah, uh, and I have known what's going to happen, but this weekend we watched the the infamous episode four of season four. I won't. Don't don't I'm ruin not, it. I'm not. That's all I'm saying. The infamous episode four of season four. But um, I I knew what happened, and my husband had no idea, and uh, and we were jamming while we did it. What? Yep. <laughs> Which was fine for me because I knew everything that was going to happen. Not fine for Tom. No kidding. <laughs> he finished and he looked at me and he said, that was a little heavy. <laughs> Especially in that state. I don't know how you could do that. Because then you can really enjoy the nuances of oh, the show. And my daughter is like, um, oh, like you're going you're gonna to meet new characters. And some of the new characters. And, I, and at the time when we were talking to her, I was like, Oh my God, that friggin' Billy. I said, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I was like, he is the p- biggest punk as <laughs> going. I was like, oh my God. And she goes, yeah, but I think you're going to like him. And I was like, no, I can't even imagine that I will plot to liking him. Oh, there's so much we both want to tell you. <laughs> oh my God. And I just like, I cursed you guys the whole time. I'm like, why? Why did you guys do this to me? <laughs> So it's because because of us that you put yourself yes. through this hell. Wow. Because I wasn't even, I'd heard of it before, but it wasn't until that damn day that y'all were talking about it. And then I'm like, okay, I need to find out about what this freaking show is about that everyone's all excited. Like, it was season four coming. Well, you're welcome, because Melody Informant is the show that likes to waste your time. Oh, what can I say except <laughs> you're welcome? <laughs> We are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in the circle of trust. How do you know if you're in it? You can hear us talking right now. <laughs> yes, hello. We're all part of the same circle. And what did you... You just said this to me about my shoes. That you are the exact kind of person that could wear white shoes. <laughs> so I can pull them off? I didn't say you could pull them off. I said you're the exact kind of person that could wear them. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm offended. You're just anal enough <laughs> that you could still have these blindingly white shoes on a gloomy, rainy day like today. Oh, they're only super white, and you can see them on uh, on our Instagram story or any of that, uh, Hot Country 1035 or on Twitter. Uh, they're only this white because they're relatively new. I'd enjoy a good white shoe, especially with shorts, mainly with shorts. And I have multiple pairs of the same short in different colors because I found the one I like. And this that's is, 
This is why, <laughs> like Mike DeCoste said, does this make Foreman the ultimate dad now? Yes, as a matter of fact. Well, they're not New Balance. You're just a pair of cargo shorts and tube socks away. They're not cargo shorts either. <laughs> All of your your shorts of the same color? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just like the white shoes. And the last ones I had got really ratty and tattered and were gross and uh, definitely not white anymore. And so I have new ones and they're just white now. Yeah. They will not continue to be that white. I promise. I just don't believe you. I think you have... Plastic bags in your car. You bring them on top. You bring right. them home. You're scrubbing them with a toothbrush. Right, the plastic bag ban hasn't affected anyone as bad as me. Foreman in his white shoes. Well, nine zero two four two five one zero three five. If you want to chime in on this, who is this? Good morning, it's Rod. How are you? Rod. Rod's calling. What's up? <laughs> I'm not sure if you've been aware or if you take a look at the tropical whites for the Royal Canadian Navy. Every single sailor has white shoes. Yes. I uh, I, uh, I think that someone just messaged us and asked if Foreman had a sailor hat to go along with his sailor shoes. What, an oversized lollipop, too? <laughs> 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 well, honestly, uh, a couple of uh, takes and trips, there's uh, a Kiwi white wax, and that'll keep your sneakers, your leather shoes, anything like that, pure white. You, you, you push it in, it's got a little applicator, and you um, rub it all around, and then boom, Bob's your uncle. Are you getting commission for this? <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> it's been tricks from somebody with 17 years experience. <laughs> Right, and it's the kiwi wax is easy and convenient, and if you call now, <laughs> <laughs> just three easy payments of nine ninety nine. Oh wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> so can I send my shoes to you then, Rod, so you can clean for me? <laughs> Halcon is coming soon. Tickets are on sale now. You can get dressed up as your favorite movie character, comic book character, whatever, uh, and and be with fellow costumed people. Fellow nerds. Yes, exactly. We can say that as have, nerds ourselves. Have you ever gone to one of these Comic Cons? I haven't. I've always uh, wanted to. All people. I know. I know. I'm sure there's some elaborate Battlestar Galactica <laughs> costume you could you could wear. There absolutely is. But I'm excited for this year because they have a really big ticket draw. Yeah, this is a big announcement they had this week. Uh, and who is it? Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes, best known as... Wesley from The Princess Bride. Nothing gave Buttercup as much pleasure as ordering Wesley around. Fine boy. Polish my horse's saddle. I want to see my face shining in it by morning. <laughs> as you wish. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and it's funny to me because when you were listening to clips of it, you said, is this is this supposed to be like slapstick comedy? It's like, mm-hmm. Foreman, you haven't seen the movie yet. No, I haven't. Even Brad Paisley, he was on, uh, Brad Paisley was filling in for Ellen at Christmas time. So Carrie Ellis is uh, talking to Brad Paisley. And here's what even Brad said. Let's ask about Princess Bride. I am a big, big fan of that. I, I got to tell you, I mean... Very rarely can you point to something as an example of a perfect movie. Yes! A perfect movie? It is as close to a perfect movie as you possibly can get. To the death. No! To the pain. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those movies that you can watch it as a kid and still totally appreciate it, but the... But when you watch it as you get older and older, you appreciate it more and in new ways. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen it! You have to see it before he's here. It's his biggest film. No, it isn't. And how dare Halcon only advertise that and list several others, and not the one he's really most known for. Way to miss the mark. What about this movie from 1993? Well, of course. We're men. We're men in tights. Tights. We roam around the forest looking for tights. <laughs> yes, of course. The other movie doesn't even compare. That's not true. I don't have to see it to know that that's an accurate statement. <laughs> no, that, it's this is definitely a classic. Women in tights. Oh, not yet. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, it's something. Oh, yeah. I, 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 
you're giving me the whole movie. I can accurately quote this movie, but I could also accurately quote The Princess Bride because they are both classics. If you look on any list of his top movies, it's always in the order. Princess Bride is number one. What's wrong? Saw is number two. That's wrong. Men in Tights is number three. That should be number one. Come on. Good people who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Ah, uh, Mel Brooks. Disgusting. He even makes fun of the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Unlike yeah. some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> funny. Very, very, very funny. Very, very funny. Still not his best movie. Yes, it is. He's dead? Yes. And my mother? She died of pneumonia whilst. Oh, you were away. <laughs> my brothers? They were all killed by the plague. My dog Pongo <laughs> run over by a carriage. My goldfish Goldie eaten, eaten by the cat. Oh, the cat! Oh, my cat! Oh. My cat. Oh. Choked, Choked on, on the, the goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at HotCountry1035.ca.